Welcome to this topical life. Real conversation, real exploration, real life stories. A discussion about life, cause life ain't a vacation. And now, here's your host, Tiffany Murphy. Hello, hello, and welcome to this topical life. You are listening to the final episode titled Love Anyway. This is also a season recap. Um, this will not be very long, and this uh, message is conducive to people that are online watching video as well. So um, whether you're listening or you have been listening or you've never listened at all before, this is always a good place to start. We This is season two. We've officially have 19 episodes. It was going to be 20, but um, we had someone last week that I had lined up and we were going to talk about kidney stones and um, it just felt like it wasn't the right time. And with everything going on, I was just like, my heart was just not, not feeling kidney stones. Um, and neither was hers. So that will be safe for next season. Um, but today I have an important message and, um, recapping the season, but also tying it together with in light of things that are happening now, because if you hung through this topical life this season, we've experienced COVID and now we're in Black Lives Matter and um, other things too, that obviously has a huge wave of effect and will have waves of effect in different areas of our life. Um, so anyway, I just want to start out with honoring those people that got on this season. Um, and tell you a few things. So first person, Stephanie Falcone, talking about working out, Osti Eckley, she was in a life of, um, with drugs and confusion and identity crisis basically, and came into relationship with God and how that came to be. Ben Rose and Heather Rose about porn addiction and how Heather um, was able to forgive Ben and how she did that. Um, Lindsay McDonald talking about homeschooling during COVID and her experience um, traveling the world. Gina Perkins, um, we talked about anxiety, especially in the light of COVID. Um, you know that I have anxiety. She's got anxiety. We just explode that up. Um, Kevin Brooks, he's a Canadian guy who um, is paralyzed for, from the armpit down. And um, he talks about his life and how he got to where he was um, in a tragic accident, which killed one of his best friends um, by drinking alcohol. Um, Carrie Faith, where she is today, just an encouraging person who has a new book, Pillars to Positivity, uh, just debilitating anxiety to a point where um, helping others become productive in their life and just um, having a, a positive attitude and mindset throughout their life. Um, Chelsea Lochner um, has had lots of experience with, she's also my sister, has lo lots of experience with uh, isolation. Her daughter, my niece had, uh, I forget the name, I always forget the name, but she was basically isolated at home for months, if not years. Um, Pam Pierce, we talked three episodes about alcoholism, um, her story and how uh, she came to alcohol's um, came to understanding her substance abuse issues and then to helping people and others and stories and stories and stories. Christine Borcher talking about, and she's an end of life doula talking about how to help people transition from life to death, um, their loved ones, what that actually means, how to help someone through that delicate, delicate process. 
um, Eric Kilgore lost his brother um, to um, an opiate addiction. And uh, he has lots of things to say about the problems that we're not dealing with in society with drug addiction. Robin Bellavild, Bilaveld, she lost her, uh, or she, she was born with um, physical disabilities and has had a whole life of dealing with different aspects and dealing with that. Um, and also in struggling with things, how to get through COVID and things that are helping her um, through her experience. Also Donna Parker, she was our last guest and Donna, um, she is the owner of Blondie's Baked Goods and she talks about her story and how uh, her marriage basically was suddenly blown up by an addiction um, by her ex and the fight that she went through to try to save their marriage and where she is today and how that's impacted her life today. Um, you know, through, and those are our guests, through this experience, um, towards the middle of all these episodes, um, my cousin sat down with me and he was like, Tiffany, you need to have a mission statement. And I'm not a dreamer type. Like I don't think big picture type person. I think in the moment, very much so in the moment. Um, which is effective in some ways, but, but coming up with a mission statement has been awesome because I can see how it changes and how it, um, how it evolves and perspective of what is actually going on, especially in times of what's happening in the world right now and why this topic of life matters, why people's stories matter. And, um, isn't it just amazing that We've had, I don't know, now it's been like, okay, 2019 plus 20, you know, like 39, 40, something like that guests in, in less than a year because I've only been recording for like seven months. So we've had almost 7,000 downloads and that's, that's these people's stories making a difference. And um, they are up to the challenge of being judged. They all have different beliefs in, in the ways that they view things. And their hope is that their story helps anyone out there by putting themselves vulnerability out there for you and for us and for, and for me. And by doing that, we glean wisdom and we glean um, perspective on someone's story being, you know, you might have known them or have seen them or assumed something about them. And then you listen to their story and you're like, wow, I had no idea or wow, I never really thought about it like that. And so if we could just take everybody's story and perspective and justified situation into a justice situation where because we're justified in our experience, but what does that mean for justice? What does that mean for how we come in unity together? And, um, and so the mission statement, technically it is to connect with people through inviting conversation about life, hope, and love. And, <clears throat> and through that, that is definitely what this experience has been and will continue to be. There's going to be more stories and more people opening up about um, their walk and, and their journeys. And um, I mean, and, it, and what it doesn't say is anyone getting up to judge or to be preachy or um, to just have one political view about themselves. 
um, or just one view of religion. This, this platform is for everybody. Everybody is welcome. And so um, it's not like anyone's getting up here to say, this is what you should believe and this is what you should think, but rather this is my experience and take with it what you want. Um, but just see the perspective of just the side of people being able to get up on this platform and speak their story despite what people might think of them is huge. And it's such a gift, you know, and not only that, using their story to bring the, the hope and the love and, and faith and, and just to continue on because it is so hard. And we are validated in our situations. We all have um, a reason to feel validated. It's what, it's what we do with that validation that matters. And so as I've processed this experience um, with doing this podcast this season, um, there was a point where uh, I was going to do before the uh, the Black Lives Matter just like uh, blew up. Um, I had actually felt very convicted about it as well, um, and had a huge lineup. I had done a lot of research just of trying to learn my position. Basically what happened was, is like a couple years ago, one of my friends who was going to be the first guest to talk about it with me. Um, he, we were having a conversation and he was like, Oh, Tiffany, you're racist. And I'm like, what? No, no. Um, and ever since then, it just kind of like, this was like a few years ago. I just was like, you know what? I wanted to dig deeper. And then, and then locally speaking, there was a man named Michael Fesser which I'm sure some of you guys are familiar. Um, he was arrested by a Westland cop um, for no reason. And he was, and the cop was caught and they had text messages and basically he was wrongfully arrested. And, and not only that, had to pay for a lawyer with thousands of dollars. I mean, just like went through the ringer and his family. And I mean, just everyone around him. It was just, a, it's a, it was a huge ordeal. And it was a very, very big injustice. And that just like, fueled the fire in me so hardcore. I was just like, oh, we're not, mm -mm, no, this ain't going to happen. So I had this feeling of like, okay, cops need to wake up. This is not, this is not right. And, and it isn't right. It isn't right. Um, so with that, uh, I had like some people lined up to come on and talk about it, just about their experience. And, um, what it means for white privilege. Um, they were all going to be, yeah, it's long story short, basically it didn't happen. And I didn't understand why it didn't happen. I was just like, then COVID happened, which holy moly. And then I found myself, this is, this is, this is where the story gets interesting. I found myself in a position where I was at that. I don't know if you saw online, but I was at this Easter egg hunt and there's two Westland cops were so nice and like um they helped basically we did like a parade in our car and they helped basically this other guy get together and i mean just willing cops i mean i was seeing all these nice things that cops were doing and people are gonna have different opinions about why what where and how but i saw them in person and i saw and i saw that they were genuine you know and um Anyway, so one of my friends was just like, what are you doing today? I thought you hated cops, you know, that kind of thing. And I was just like, I was totally put in my place. I was like, yeah, I mean, he's right. Um, 
I thought you were going to do this like march against the Westland police and all this kind of stuff. And I was going to, I happened to be sick that day that it was going to happen, but, um, and I didn't, yeah. So long story short, I felt like I had something brewing me and a defensiveness that was validated. That was, um, for other people and, and based on what I understood and what I had researched and what I, I saw the injustices, I, or if that's a word, I saw the injustice, I saw what needs to change, you know, I saw that fire in me that was just like, this has got to stop. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to stop. It's the way, it's the how, it's the why, and that I'm looking into deeper. And so with that said, uh, you know, I went to, um, you know, so that happened with the cop with the Easter. And then, um, I went to a March, I don't know, like a week ago and a Westland cop, he, I was crossing the street and I was just like, Hey, and he's just like, I really, he's like, I'm really happy to be here. I mean, out of his way was like, I'm so happy to be here. I'm here to protect you. And, <clears throat> and he said that, and I was just like, totally unnecessary that he said that, but I was just like, God, I felt so convicted. Like, Little do you know, I was just like talking crap about you, like for a long time and was so furious and so upset. And even with that, um, the man who was accused and charged was not even talking super bad about Westland cops. He was actually on a mission to bridge Westland community and, um, and, his Portland community together. And that was his mission. Um, yes, he got justice for what happened to him, but after that, um, and there's still some things going on in his case that is still being worked out. But for the most part, his attitude, Michael Fesser is of unity. And not only that, it showed me through this process, just like, okay, Michael Fesser has complete validity and and just saying goodbye Westland, goodbye you white people, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. You have done nothing but wronged me over and over and over. But that's not what he's doing. He's he's coming to Westland and saying, I want, I want to heal. I want to bring healing. I want to heal. And this was this was, you know, he it was just his heart, you know, and seeing that and um, and the, and going to some of the um, local meetings about how to heal the situation and was very eye-opening. And yes, it was bringing justice to what what the cops did that were involved, but not bashing the whole Westland police, you know, and I just had to learn that. And I think that I'm glad that we didn't have that lineup because I think my heart was in the wrong place. And, um, but now I think I see, see, I'm starting to see the bigger picture and, um, and I've had to ask myself a lot of, a lot of hard questions. Some of them being, um, what would happen if Donald Trump walked into my house right now? What would happen if he came in and said, oh my gosh, what would I say? Like, I've just been asking myself these kind of questions, like, would I spit in his face? Because there's been moments in my, in my thinking where I'm just like, I just want to spit in his face, you know, or just be like, how could you, or, you know, those kind of things. But 
I think in honesty, I mean, if he, okay, for reals, like if he were to legit walk in my house, if he were to legit, like if we could go there for a second, I would offer him a drink. Okay. That's usually my go-to. Are you hungry? You know, whatever. And then we would sit down hopefully. And then I would just say, okay, why? Like, what is going on? Like, explain what is your, what's your meaning? What's this, you know? And despite what he has to say and all that kind of stuff, at least I'm hearing his story. At least I'm hearing his side. You know, we can agree to disagree. We agree to disagree all the time. I mean, look at marriage, marriage. Okay. We're agreeing to disagree pretty much 90% of the time. I mean, can we be unified and disagree? The answer is yes. How, how do we do that? So that's the next thing is that how can we agree to disagree? What is it that can get someone to agree to disagree? And I believe it's this word, it's love. Truly, truly, truly it's love. Um, the title of this episode is love anyway. And that was because I was flipping through Facebook and there's these shirts for sale, which I bought, which I was hoping to be here by the time I did this episode, but it's not. Um, but it's called, it's just a simple words and it just says love anyway. And it's this organization. And I looked up this organization after I'd already bought it. And it was like they, this organization, and I'm going to put it on this help of the life, but they have, they support organizations all over the world with different religions and different communities all in one just one big clump and usually people that need jobs or building up community again out of, out of wreckage of war. Um, I know it's in Syria, India, um, I think even Germany, I don't know, some other places that I just happened to see, but I was just like, Oh my goodness. I was so blown away because I love the idea of different people of all different thoughts and ideas coming together and, and one mission, you know? Um, so the how, so love anyways, but okay, what does that actually mean? So again, I've been thinking about it and I'm like, okay, that feeling like when you're on Facebook and you see someone write something and you understand what that person means and then someone fights back and sees what that, per what that person says and you kind of understand why that person would say that too, but what's happening is, is that it's just this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Both of them could be right. Both of them could be wrong. It doesn't really matter. They feel that way. We feel that way because we are, we have validation in how we feel and based on our experience and thoughts and ideas. Right. So that's that feeling of defensiveness coming up inside of us. It's just like, Oh, like, because you're, we want to fight for what's right, you know, but is what's fighting what right okay despite how we treat one another you know i mean what does that really technically accomplish because we're justified in how we feel and are correct does that actually bring justice no i think i think in my opinion and what i've seen is love does that and um you know so some examples you know, how the, how for me, it's following Jesus. Um, Jesus has shown me love. Um, I pray to Jesus and he shows me how, um, I know that's not everybody's way. Uh, but I have, and, and without knowing that I have seen people 
transcend situationally to love one another and some examples not that you know marriage is that way too but just some recent examples is, is that when i was at a um a peaceful march thing um there was a black guy who got up and granted we're in westland which is also known as whiteland if you didn't know that or we're in the area of lake oswego which people have said lake no negro just to put that out there so lots of white people you guys um lots of systematic racism especially in oregon but this black man who happened to be kind of on the shorter side and looked really young he had two kids with him and he said this he said i mean of course i'm not quoting it's this is a this is just you know saying what i interpreted was that <clears throat> you know i'm a black man and i live by safeway and you know, I look young and I usually have my kids with me 90% of the time because I don't want people to think I'm a, you know, thug or someone that could be dangerous. So he has his kids with him so that he appears to be not that way. And I was just like, oh my gosh, just blown away. And just like how he's like, that he has to live like that. And despite the way that he, he still is by that, way he even said he went out of his way to say and just so you know when i'm in a circle with black people and they're talking bad about white people he's like i don't go there i stop it and i thought did he have to say that wow like here we are a bunch of white people you know and you know just starting to do the right thing for some people you know and or whatever that means and and he went out of his way to do that. He didn't have to do that. I mean, what, if I was a black person, would I be going to, you know, white people's things? I don't know, but he just went out of his way to do that. And I loved, I, I just, I was so touched that he, that he said that. And then also, um, you know, during all this process and stuff, Michael Fesser reached out to me and just texted me. He's just like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm thinking about your family, you know, and that kind of stuff. And I was just like, wow, it's like, he didn't have to do that. I'm like, why does he care so much about so-called white Lynn? You know, I mean, it's like he's been wronged up and down and all around and, and he still wants, wants peace. He still wants to heal. And I can only say that that is something that's transcends. That is a love that transcends humanity. It just does. And I do believe that each of us without a label, have that inside of us. I do. I think if we looked inside and asked ourselves, and I think a lot of people are trying to search and figure out where they went wrong and how to make this all right again, or right for good. Um, as we research and do our, do our part, you know, like, and draw out our swords for justice, looking within and saying, how can we be unified, agree to disagree and continue on together? Um, yeah, I just think, you know, facing our humilities and loving, transcending our situation, transcending our validation and looking for that love that actually can exist beyond ourselves. It is true. We can love beyond ourselves. We can love beyond our situation. I mean, if I go back to the stories that I've listened to or that you have listened to, you've heard it too. You've heard people forgive their husbands for 
porn addiction for years. Okay. Um, back when um, I'm like looking at this thing here. I mean, there's been so many people wrong. Pedophilia. Okay. Remember Alicia Coates way back in season one, she was straight up sexually abused for years and was able to forgive her perpetrator. Okay. I mean, I just, I, I mean, there's just so many stories that if you could go back and just look at all of them, it's like, how have people been able to um, forgive and move on without that transcendent love, something that is not them? So with all that said, um, I think that to top this off with a big blue ribbon or white ribbon or, you know, non-discriminatory ribbon, basically, is that we have to love anyway. In my opinion, we have to love anyway. It's, that is what I think will bring justice, is as we fight for what is right, it's just love anyway. We are validated in how we feel. We are validated in our situation. We have validity in whatever we've been through. But does that bring justice, you know? So anyway, loving anyway on Facebook, on social media, you feel that riling in your, in your chest of just like, you want to just speak out and defend something or that kind of something. We have to ask ourselves, what will that do? What will me speaking out like that do? What about pointing out my opinion? What will that do? How? How to do that in love? You know, not understanding what someone says and not agreeing with them. Say, you know what? I don't really agree with what you're saying, but can you help me to understand your side? Okay. Da, 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 da. Okay. Well, I still don't really agree, but we can agree to disagree. We're on the same field here. I mean, how many times in my marriage have I been fighting with Brian and been like, wait a second, I guess we're on the same side here. Like, I mean, and I know that it's very surface level to say that, but there's been definitely levels where it's been very deep and we are married for a reason. We do love each other. So how is it that we're fighting about this? And me sticking up for my side and him sticking up for his side, you know, what does it do? What exactly does it do? And so I think how we do it in love is what, is what can change things and, um, you know, all that. So that is a season two wrap up. Um, you guys stay safe, stay healthy. Um, my heart is really with you. This topical life is going to continue on. More stories are going to be headed your way. Um, and if you're listening to this and you have a story, you are welcome to come on this topical life. If you want to talk about, it could be anything. We'll have a conversation about it. But this is a platform for you and it's safe and, um, and you are welcome here. So anyway, you guys take care. We'll see you in season three. Not quite sure when it's going to come, probably in a few months, but um, probably in the fall, most likely. So um, I'll be updating some things and putting some clips from different episodes out um, just to revisit some of these awesome conversations. But um, anyway, you guys take care and have an awesome week. And um, we'll see you on the other side. You've been listening to This Topical Life with Tiffany Murphy. 
Available through Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. Look for us on Instagram and Facebook. Donations to help support this topical life can be made through Patreon at patreon.com front slash this topical life. Likes and comments are always appreciated. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time for more real conversation, real exploration, real life stories on this topical life. Because life ain't a vacation.